0: Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. I'm Misha Johnson. In this week for Patrick Conley, right now we are continuing our look at vocations during this National Vocation Awareness Week by gaining some insights into the priesthood with an experienced priest of the Archdiocese. Father Michael Skluzacek is currently the director of pastoral formation at the Saint Paul Seminary, and he also assists at Saint Wenceslas in New Prague. He was ordained in 1980 and has served around the Archdiocese and around the world. Now, I know we have some Father Andersons and Walkers oh, and Johnsons out there, but I think that just would have been way too easy for the fill-in today. So I'm thinking our producer, Cam, he wanted to test me a little bit with Father Margovich's and now Father Michael oi. Oh, my goodness. Father... Thank you so much for being with us today. I have to ask, how am I doing with these pronunciations?
1: You know, Misha, thanks so much for asking. (laughs) Um, You are doing, I would say, 99% perfectly.
0: Okay, (laughs) I'll take that. Okay, if I was taking a test and I got 99%, I'd be super happy.
1: (laughs) Just put the accent on the second syllable and you will be 100%. All
0: right, you know I have to ask. Can you say it for me?
1: Skluzacek.
0: Skluzacek. Skluza Now, do you say it? Should I say it a little faster? Sure. Skluza Cech. Is that right? You got it. You, God bless you. You are so sweet to me. All right. So one of my favorite things, Father, about meeting the incredible priests of the archdiocese is, of course, hearing their vocation stories, because we sometimes don't get to hear that a lot of times, especially as laymen. So, Father, first, how did you hear God's call to
1: the priesthood? You know, I I heard that call within my family. I think um, that's where vocations normally begin. And I was so fortunate to grow up in a family that loved priests. And we had priests over to our house um, often. I had two uncles who were priests. They're both deceased now. But when I was a kid growing up, uh, they would come over a couple times a year, and it was always just such a special occasion when they came over. And also, our parish priest, uh, Father Jurek, um, would come over to our house. He was friends with my parents. He would come over and um, have dinner with us, and then um, and then the adults would go into another room, and uh, they would play poker, and Father Jurek would smoke cigars. <laughs> and i just thought that was so great. i mean i ju- i just grew up um seeing priests as real people who could have fun mm-hmm. but i also just saw them as 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 great spiritual leaders and as fathers.
0: Amen. You know, you saying <clears throat> you had mentioned i had we had priests in the house growing up. Two of my uncles were priests. I've actually heard people say before I think that that call to the religious life and whatever that might be is in your blood. It it has to be in your family somehow. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think that I think I think the seed of vocations is planted in the family and that's why that's why family ministry is so important in the parish because that's where vocations come from. Now there are exceptions, certainly, and I work at the seminary and I, I know, uh, seminarians, some seminarians who maybe did not grow up in such, uh, formative family, um, because God calls, uh, vocations from from many different um fields in yep. the church but but the family is such a fertile ground for fostering vocations.
0: Yeah it sure is. I it's actually made me very happy lately. I've heard so many conversations around the home church, especially within faith formation and I I really feel so happy about that whenever I hear that because that's true. We can learn something you know, one hour a week, but that's not really going to fertilize whatever's been planted in us. But when we exactly. have that home church,
1: that's so true. That's so true. And and what I learned in school, um, I was lucky to go to to Catholic schools, uh, grade school and high school. Mm-hmm. And what I learned in school really reinforced what I learned in the home. And I would say that one of one of my um, one of my high school uh, teachers. Um, She was my Latin teacher, and she was a religious uh, Dominican sister, and she was just such a great um, seed for my vocation. And I didn't recognize this until years later, but when I was in high school, I just really looked up to her, and she believed in me, and she encouraged me. And it was at the time when so many religious were leaving their religious orders, and Sister Marilyn said to me one day, I I I made my promises and I made them to God and I intend to keep them. Oof. And here fifty years later, I just visited her about two weeks ago.
0: Oh at her, at amazing. And
1: she's eighty seven years old now. Oh, amazing. And I thanked her. I said, Thank you for, for saying that because that really planted the seed of of my vocation and I saw her fidelity. as as so encouraging for my own vocation.
0: Yeah, you know, it's so true. We all need those godly influences in our life, maybe even perhaps more now than ever. I'm not quite sure, but we certainly need them. Yes. And, you know, as I mentioned, Father, at the top of our interview, I really want to talk to you about spiritual fatherhood of a priest. So can you tell us first what that means and then what that means to you personally?
1: Yes, yeah, spiritual spiritual fatherhood is is leading people to recognize that they are children of God and that God is their father. Um, yes, the priest is their father, but really, his role as spiritual father is to lead them to that recognition that they are. A beloved child of God. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I look at that uh, baptism of Jesus, um, which is just so central in my own vocation, you know, reflecting on when Jesus was baptized and the Father said to him, uh, You are my beloved Son. Mm -hmm. And I just think people need to hear that because so many people don't believe that they are. Beloved of the father. Mm. and and the priest is there to be that image of the love of the Father, so that people can experience um, their sonship, their daughtership as beloved sons and daughters of God.
0: Amen. And you know when when you hear children of God, sometimes, you know, especially working in the church or around the church, we can hear that phrase often children of God, but when you really think about it, when you slow everything down and really think about, no, 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 you are a beloved child of God. Yes. It's yes. It's mind-blowing to really conceptualize that.
1: It is, yes. And I see this, the, the priest—I've um, just had so many experiences of— of people in the parish um seeing me as their father and it's it's just so humbling Mm -hmm. i remember when i when i came back to the parish in 2002 i was on sabbatical for about six months and i came back to the parish in 2002 if you remember was was the first round of the of the priest abuse crisis Mm -hmm. and i remember coming back to the parish and 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 i met a, a woman who i really didn't know very well at all and she just said thank you for being our father and she said I, she said i feel so much better now because our father is back oh. and that's the image of of the father who is the protector and you know um i mean i, I know that for my own for my own natural father, you know, when the, when the father is at home, you feel safe. Yep. And so many people today, unfortunately, don't experience that presence of the father. Um, the father is not yeah. present. And that's why it's so important for the priest to be present in his parish, um, to to be that father, even if he's not doing anything, just his presence. Um, yep. Shows that love and and protection to the people.
0: What powerful words you heard, and I echo that sentiment to you. Uh, I mean, Father, thank you. On behalf of all of us, thank you for what you do. God bless you. Now, our our Protestant friends, oftentimes, you know, they sort of bristle a little bit when they hear people call. A priest father based on Matthew twenty three nine. So scripturally and or theologically speaking, why are they misguided on this passage?
1: Well, they're misguided because they don't understand that that really what the scripture is saying is that there is really only one fatherhood, and that is that is God. Um, and That all human fatherhood, especially the priests, only makes sense in the measure of how much it reflects the fatherhood of of God. And the scriptures, the scriptures themselves, um, talk about human beings as being fathers. For example, Saint Joseph, who is who is you know probably the best model, best human model of fatherhood that we have. Um, Mary uh, our blessed mother Mary, called Joseph father. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember from Luke two uh, mary said when when Jesus was lost, <laughs> Mary said, Your father and I yeah. have been worried have been very worried, and who is she talking about Joseph, yes, and so the priest is like Joseph, the father, um, and he, like Joseph, uh, has Mary, and Mary is the mother of the church. Has, he has uh, his spouse as the church, and just like Joseph, the father, was worried when Jesus was lost, so also the spiritual father, the priest, um, we worry when our when our parishioners get lost, and that's why um, I just love hearing confessions, because it's the father who welcomes back um, the child who was lost, like the prodigal, um, the prodigal son, and the and the forgiving father. That father, when he sees his son coming back, he is so happy, and that's the experience of. Of the priest, when he is when he is in his role as spiritual father, he is so happy. His heart is just full of joy when he sees his children uh, being found, and they're found when they come to know Jesus.
0: Oof, those are powerful words. Found when you find Jesus, yeah, Father. I wish I had all day long to talk to you <laughs> honestly i mean thank you first of all thank you for coming on the show but um thank you for imparting your words of wisdom to everyone who is listening today you're you welcome. are just such a blessing and again i said it before i'll say it again thank you for all that you do for the church and for all of us
1: you're welcome misha father so, thank you thank you for this opportunity thank you I you have are a blessing to say, but uh i I appreciate the opportunity to share because I just love uh, being a spiritual father and the seminarians that I work with, that's what they're looking forward to, being spiritual fathers.
0: Amen to that. Father, thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Well, all right. What a gift that was. And the good thing is, you know, like I said, I could speak to him all day long. We will have him on again. So that's the good news. He is such a blessing. As always, let us continue praying for our diocesan priests and all members of consecrated religious life. Prayer is so powerful, and this is a powerful way we can do our part for them. Well, all right, stick around. Paul, Cammie, and myself will be right back to fill you in on some pretty exciting upcoming events. You don't want to miss them. Stay tuned.